latest from Scotston. This is Warriors Weekly, Glasgow Warriors' official podcast. Hello and welcome back to Warriors Weekly. It's Tuesday. Uh, game week, Southern Kings are coming to Scotland on Friday night and the players are off today. So instead of being joined by Adam Ash, I'm joined by our former captain, Big Al. How are you? I'm good, Jeremy. How are you? Yes, very good, thanks. Looking forward to the game on Friday night. Yeah, it's going to be a brilliant game. Um, disappointing result last week against the Dragons. Uh, so back in front of the, the home fans and needing to, uh, needing to get, get that result. Yeah, how important is it? Coming in off the back of a defeat. Yeah, it, it, it's important. I thought you know it was a, it was a slightly shaky start. Um, you know, Cardiff game went well. And well, last week was a game that, that Glasgow was targeted to win. Um, to go down there and lose was, was disappointing. The credit to the Dragons for the, the way they they played, but this week it's a it's about settling down. Though you know there'd been a bit of pain at the start of the week um, from the, the players that were invo- involved. A wee bit of a, a review session where you know there's going to be some difficult conversations happening. Um, shelfing that moving on and now going out there and putting in a performance that uh, not only the fans want to see but the, the, the team can be proud of you've been through some of those tough review sessions what what happens what what do they do when they come back in no, it's a long weekend um, when you know you've you, you've not performed now putting a result to one side it's a performance um, that the guys would have been as disappointed if not more disappointed with so you know you've got to come in as an individual and, and do your own analysis you've got to come in and sit and look at the uh, the clips and understand what you could have done better and then make sure you're looking at that from a team point of view as well and when they do those group team sessions I know it seems very easy to say but the most important thing is honesty the ability to put your hand up and say no that, that, that's my fault and this is why so that you can then learn from it and, and move on um, now we went through that full process of learning how to make sure we got the most out of those tough review sessions but you cannot just brush over it you've got to have the ability to look at it look at the build up look at the training week look at everything uh, and then in particular look at that 80 minutes and, and how you can get better from it and the great thing about rugby um, is that you get to you get to fix it really quickly so as soon as you get a review session done it's all about looking forward all about making sure you get a performance in and as I say they get they get a chance a week later to, to put it right and how do you move forward how do you put it to bed learn from mistakes and then look ahead to that the next game so as from an individual point of view if you're looking to to find form or make sure that you get that form back for me you simplify it so you concentrate on maybe two or three things that make you a good player um you don't overcomplicate the game just go out there and deliver on what you're meant to be delivering on from a team point of view um, it's just about backing the tactics, backing the relationship we've got with the coaches and making sure that you implement that out there. Um, again, you can overcomplicate it. You can look at every single detail when something goes wrong or you can you can focus on the important ones, fix them, and then what you'll find is the other things fall, fall in behind. But it's brilliant coming back home when you've had a, a bad result. Uh, it's brilliant because you, you're you used to your week, you're used to, you're used to what the game day looks like you've got the backing of the home fans you hear that straight away as soon as you walk out for the for the warm-up and then it builds yourself into it so on the back of last week's performance and result there's no better place in coming back to Scotland and it's been a difficult few weeks for everyone at the club obviously it's a, it's a difficult period of the season but as you say coming back to a home game the supporters are going to play a big role aren't they on Friday night they are, they are going to play a big role and it has been a tough start to the season undoubtedly there's no point in shying away from that um but you don't win playoff uh, places at, at this point or lose playoff places when you're only four games in. 
Uh, and we've seen that over over different seasons. In 2015, we went on an incredible run towards the end of the season, which made us, uh, sorry, 2016, 15-16 uh, season, incredible run and, and got into that playoff after having a, a reasonably poor start. So there's, there's no panic stations. It's just about making sure that, as I say, we grab it back and get that performance. But yeah, the crowd plays a, a big part in it. Um, and also, as I say, the detail, having, having a look at... Uh, two or three simple things that will make you as an individual on a team perform well. Now, we've had a lot of players obviously involved in the Rugby World Cup, which is incredible. It's fantastic for the club. What is now, how do, how do the coaches now go about bringing those players back in, that sort of transition back into the team? Because that's that's another challenge, isn't it? It is a challenge. It's a, it's a big challenge. Um, it's a challenge for the coaches to work out the best time to drop players back in, and that's having a look at how much rugby they've played uh, over the summer test into the Rugby World Cup to make sure they come back in, in peak condition, not just physically but mentally as well because, you know, a World Cup, any World Cup is going to take an awful lot out of you. So the coaches will be having those conversations. Um, from a leadership point of view, how, how the leaders that have been here integrate those players back in is massively important. Um, there are certain standards that have been set um, throughout the last three or four months, through the whole of pre-season because don't forget the players from a World Cup point of view have been away since the beginning of June. Um, so they have to come back in and, and the, the leaders here, I'll, I'll look at guys like Callum Gibbons, like, like Chris Fisaro, they, they, they grab these guys back in and integrate them back in, um, as well as the individual responsibility for the players coming back. And I've been around the club uh, the last couple of weeks and I've seen an awful lot of the players uh, who, by all rights, have actually got time off, but they'll drop back in and even if they're not training, they'll drop back in and say hello to the players. Little things like that make a big difference. Um, and what you'll see over the next few weeks is those players being integrated back in uh, and they've got to come back in and, and get the performances right at the very top. Well, Kenny Murray spoke to the media yesterday. Uh, he covered off a few different things. He looked back on uh, at the game on Saturday, but he also talked about the squad for this weekend's match. And here he is. This is Warriors Weekly. We are very frustrated how we've played and just couldn't really... Get continuity in their attack. We spilled the ball far too often. Um, we, we got ourselves into good positions, made six line breaks in the game, but we only, we only sort of got in the end of one of them to put any pressure on them. So just those parts of our game were, were really disappointing. Um, yeah, second half, you know, we came down at half time with the wind. We played um, against the wind in the first half with the wind with us in the second half, but we just didn't show the, the accuracy. Um, and the sort of you know patience to build pressure that we needed to, and, you know, turned in at half time and conceded that try right pretty much right from the start. So um, yeah, they, they put pressure on us and we didn't deal with it well enough. You look at last year and we we spoke a lot about how well we'd done in those windows. In the last like, 19 out of 20 points in that window last year. So you know, there's no we're not looking for any excuses about guys away in the World Cup. You know, we've played well when we've had guys away before. You know. We were just were just not performed as well as we needed to in the first four games. You know, the Scarlets game um, again. We played well for long parts of that, but we had just an eight-minute period of you know switched off, gave them some cheap ball and let them in for tries, and then obviously the game at the weekend. Um, some we just didn't we didn't exert the pressure on them we needed to. But no excuses about the national guys. You know, the guys we had in the pitch were good enough to win at the Dragons at the weekend. Um, it was tough. Some of those penalty tents were tough because of the weather as well. Though I mean. Sometimes you watch it on TV, you don't quite get the same feel for how bad it was. But 
you know, it was, it was a really difficult kicking game. And then when we got ourselves into position, we felt, you know, we missed, remember, we missed one kick at touch. We tried to kick to the corner and, um, and it went dead. So it was a quite tough kicking game. But, no, we got back ourselves. I mean, we'll get, we'll get good, we can get ourselves into 22. We'll get a good line out, we'll get good attack options. So, no, I mean, it, it probably didn't cost us a game, that's for sure. So we'll get Pete Horn, we'll get George Horn training, we'll get George Turner back in training. Adam Hastings back in training, Xander back in training. And obviously DTH, he was back in last week, although he wasn't involved this week. So, yeah, Nico and DTH came back in last week as well. So, um, yeah, I'm starting to get guys back. The latest from Scottsdale, Warriors Weekly, Glasgow Warriors official podcast. So we heard from Kenny Murray there, um, talking about some of the players uh, that are back training, having been at the Rugby World Cup, Al, and... Um, some great performances from our players. Um, let's talk first of all about Adam Hastings and George Horn, who had a, a really good match against Russia. Yeah, so those guys um, would have been going to that World Cup, looking to push their way into uh, uh, the kind of top the top positions. Obviously, great competition, especially at nine and ten. Um, but when they when they had their opportunity, they grabbed it, didn't they? They were they were terrific against Russia, a hat-trick for George. Um, and almost a hat-trick for Adam. And almost a hat-trick for Adam. And a, a hat-trick Adams would have been from 10. George's, I'm not sure how you quantify it, because uh, at least one of the tries we came when he was on the wing. But anyway, <laughs> it was a brilliant performance and shows how versatile he is as a player as well. Um, I liked Ali Price's tweet. Did you see that? Oh. Death, taxes and George Horn tries. <laughs> a good, that's that's good by Ali. Um, but yeah, those, like, like ultimately um, the World Cup from a Scotland point of view, it was, it was, a, it was disappointing not to, to reach those knockout stages. Um, that, that game was incredible. I was, I was over there for the Scotland-Japan game and it was an incredible game of rugby. And, and Japan were brilliant. Like, you can't take it away from them. They, they build up um, from the anthems right through was, was something very, very special to be part of. Now, ultimately, we wanted to win that game. But if you look at the individuals that are dropping back in and, and George and Adam in particular, carrying on the form that they had... Like, Adam in that role, anything he touched seemed to, to go exceptionally well. So he's got to bring that back in. If and when the, the, the coaches deem that the right time for him to be dropping back in, the will, likelihood is that there will be players that are staggered. You don't often see it all coming back in at once because it's not good for the squad that have been here working hard. And it, it's too much of a change for, for, for Glasgow. And also that's a, the benefit of playing in Scotland that you get that opportunity to, to rest because we've seen some players who are playing out with Scotland they've been you know straight back in and it's a long season isn't it? It is a long season um, it, it, it's a long career or it's a lot of years and it's a build up and the wear and tear now generally I, I completely agree with you that we do that exceptionally well in Scotland that players are looked after to make sure that you get the most out of them and that obviously at times is going to, there will be you know you've got somebody like an Adam Hastings here um, Dave will want him back he'll want him back as soon as possible but it's about making sure that there's a bigger picture as well to say right how do we make sure we're getting the best out of him for the next 10 years and yeah your point's dead right about players dropping back early now it's where there's a drop off at some point in the season or in two or three years time is there a drop off with those players too many, playing too many games but yeah our players are very well managed another warrior who had a fantastic World Cup was Scott Cummings how impressed were you with him? Uh, yeah I mean Known him, known him as a do, really, really impressed, but not overly surprised. He, he's, he's, a, he's a couple of brilliant seasons at Glasgow. He, he's consistently good, that's the thing. He, he, does, he does his basics very well. I talked earlier on about what you need to do when you're finding form. Well, well Scott, 
typifies that from a, any player looking at just doing two or three of your basics exceptionally well and he does it well every single game. Now what he's added in the last six to eight months is is probably the top five to ten percent. For me he was the best player in the Glasgow shot in the final at Celtic Park. He uh, he stood up and he stepped forward. He was he was brilliant. And Gregor obviously saw enough from that final and through the summer tests to give him that opportunity. And again Scott grabbed it and he was He timed his run perfectly at he, the end of the season, didn't he? He did. He, he timed it brilliantly. Um he he just did as I say, the basics well, and he was probably unlucky and would have been very close to getting a nod for the, the Japan game, again, through what he'd done, not just on the park, but the way he carries himself off the park as well. There's other great se young second rows, like Keir McDonald's been one of the best players for Glasgow over the, the, the first four games. He's another guy, 24 years old. Uh, there's an awful lot of rugby still in him. Um, He's been nominated for the McCray Financial Services Warrior of the Month Award. I, I saw that. I mean, that's, that's brilliant. And it, for somebody who's coming in and, and really getting his first run of games, and uh, I'll look back to 2003, which was a while ago now, uh, Nathan Hines and Scott Murray went to the World Cup. Um, and I was back. I was playing for the, the other team at that stage um, on the other <laughs> side of the M8. Uh, we won't talk about it. But it, it was brilliant for me because I got a prolonged period of games. And what we've seen from, from Kieran is getting those games... Uh, how, how good he is um, so that's going to that's going to be a good headache for for Dave Rennie when, when he's Johnny Gray Andrew back. Davidson as well and, and Andrew Davidson obviously back up from doing really really well at Newcastle very well thought of at Newcastle I know Ali Hogg very well and we were chatting about him and Andrew Davidson Bubba as he's known here um, went down there and did his reputation an enormous amount of good hence the reason we've tried to grab him back so yeah, Rob Harley, I think he fancies it as well. Rob Harley, he can't make up his mind, but I mean, Rob <laughs> Harley is another guy who you stick him at any position in the park and, he, and he's going to give his absolute all. Uh, I, I'm a, a massive fan of Robert Harley, as you well know. I think that he, uh, he fills his jersey uh, on every single occasion that he wears it. Okay, let's hear more from Kenny Murray uh, as he looks at our opposition for Friday night, the Southern Kings. Warriors Weekly, Glasgow Warriors official podcast. <laughs> Well, I certainly didn't play well against them last year. Um, I just, I mean, I, I'm, I've been doing the, the sort of review, looking at a preview, looking at them. You know, you look at their, their attack stats this year; they're pretty good. You know, they've played some hard teams. They've already scored ten tries um, this season. Um, the eight of those ten tries have been from lineout, so they're a very strong lineout team. They, they attack well. They've got a good drive, but they also they attack well off the lineout, whether it's a bust or a drive play. So. Yeah, it's going to be a tough game. Like, you know, they've I think they scored 30 points at the weekend, 31 points at the weekend. So, I mean, I said that to the boys today, just when we're doing some clarity work. This this will be a real tough game for us this week. Um, we feel our attack can put them under a lot of pressure. And they're obviously conceding a lot of points. But for me, defensively, we're going to have to beat our best because they're going to pose a lot of threats. They've got, they've got big men, they're strong, they're physical, but at the same time, they've then got the... The speedsters out wide, um, particularly as uh, it Bander and at full Bander at fullback, he's a real threat. Um, so yeah, it's going to be tough. I mean, it's, it's obviously disappointing, and frustrating to have lost the games we've lost already. Um, but we know we can dig ourselves out. You know, it's, it's still a lot of games to play. It's no, the season's no finishing next week. Um, but we do need to start winning games. You know, the games, the Dragons game's a game we should have won. That's a frustrating thing for us. And obviously now with Kings here and then Zebra away. We've got another two games. I reckon, you know, if we play our potential, we should be looking to win these games before we get into Europe. So, um, yeah, it's just yeah, a bit frustrating. Most guys will be available for the Zebra game the, the, the week before the oh, European yeah, starts. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we wouldn't we wouldn't really be chucking guys straight into a European game. So, um, 
yeah, we should be okay with most guys back then. Like sometimes it's a bit of a release to get away from that international pressure. So the guys are all desperately keen to get back in and back playing. You know, some guys are training already. Sam Johnson's not available for another another week, but you know, Sam's in doing a bit of training just to get himself up and ready. So the guys are really keen to get back in and play. But no, they're not. I mean, obviously they were disappointed at you know the outcome of not getting to quarter final, but. You know, the thing about rugby is you've got to put things past you pretty quickly because you've got another game coming up in a few days' time. I think they've made it clear on Friday. I think we speaking to me there about you know he's here at the end of the season, and that's not going to change. And it's you know it's up to him to talk about what happens after that. But you know as far as, as far as any of us are concerned, you know we're not even we're looking beyond that. This is Warriors Weekly. <laughs> Are right, you listening to Warriors Weekly? I'm here with Al Kellogg. Al. Um, Tell us about your last few weeks because you've been over in Japan, haven't you? Yeah, so um, been doing a bit of travelling. My my role now um, is split. Uh, it's a commercial role. Um, a lot of the time, where I'm looking to bring in partners and sponsors, both for, for Scottish rugby and across both our, our pro teams as well. Um, and then Chris Patterson and I have an ambassadorial role where we promote the game, all sorts of things. New Japan was a bit of a mix. We were over there for the holding camp in Nagasaki which was a phenomenal trip. Um, we've been a long-term agreement uh, from a Scottish rugby point of view with Nagasaki City. Um, and part of that was the players going over there for their pre-World Cup camp. Um, we then we then moved up to Yokohama and the World Cup came alive. Uh, it was it was a special time to be over there. I mean, ultimately, it was a disappointing result for Scotland. Um, but from my point of view, it was the first time I'd, I'd been part of the World Cup. Uh, 2015 was in and out a wee bit, but part of the World Cup from a a different set of eyes and it was great. And what happened to, it was a week before the, the World Cup kicked off that you were out there with, with Chris, what, what what were the kind of things that you got up to? Uh, Nagasaki, we were doing um, uh, all sorts of different things. We had a great relationship with the city, so we're working closely with the city and, and the mayor, uh, Mayor Tui in particular. Um, now that included going out and delivering different sessions, um, speaking at different events, but we were out coaching kids and like any part of the world, um, Fun is fun for kids, and Chris and I were lucky enough to be able to deliver sessions into, you know, hundreds uh, of Japanese school kids who, who, who enjoy, well, hope enjoyed it, seemed to enjoy it. We certainly enjoyed working with them, um, as well as, as I say, various different meetings um, that were going on throughout the course of the week. There's a brilliant connection, isn't there, between Scotland and Japan that's been built up over the last few years? It, there has been, and we've worked incredibly hard uh, at it. I was... Uh, again, lucky enough to take a group um, of players from uh, schools of rugby within Scotland, 15 schools of rugby, over to Nagasaki last August. And these are 14 and 15 year old boys. I say boys are young men who went over uh, and we had two games over there. And it was all focused on on the values of rugby. Now, the, the performance was important, but it was it was by no means the most important thing. It was about learnings. It was about life experience. And some of the stories that have come out of that have been have been brilliant I still see some of these uh, young men who are out and playing at different clubs now whether they would have carried on playing rugby we don't know but uh, for me personally and for the coaching team it was a, a great experience and for the 24 boys that we took they grabbed it they, they grabbed it and they filled the jersey so yeah it's been going ongoing for, for a long time and it, and it will carry on post post World Cup as well and it was always as soon as we saw the fact that we were drawn against Japan uh, it was always going to come down to that game um, and as I say credit to Japan for the way they performed Disappointing for us, for, for, for the Scottish fans, especially Scottish fans who had, had travelled over there. But uh, credit to not just the way Japan played in that 80 minutes, but the way that Japan have grabbed the World Cup, have filled just about every single stadium and have made it a, a phenomenal spectacle. 
Now, of course, the World Cup comes to an end this weekend with the final. Last weekend, it was the semi-finals. Uh, were you expecting those results with England and South Africa progressing? I think the, the England game, um, I don't think even the English would deny it was, uh, it was probably... Uh, not thought of by the, the the vast majority of the rugby world. They expected the All Blacks to step up and probably and, and win that game. But credit to England, oh my goodness, that was as good an eighty-minute performance as you will see from an international team. Um, Eddie Jones's challenge now is to is to repeat that. Um, South Africa versus Wales was a uh, a different game. A different game. I was going to say an interesting game. <laughs> I don't think it was an interesting. It was a different game, and it shows the different tactics that can be used. I, I was actually saying earlier, I really enjoyed that game. I, I've not found many people that did, but I, I enjoyed it because it was so different to the the game the day before. I, I agree with you. It was it was one for the purist because it was it was a. It was very tactical, um, and it was having a game plan and sticking rigidly to that game plan. Now, both teams, not not just yeah. uh, the South Africans, the Welsh do it as well. Um, 82 kicks, I think there was in the game, uh, which is, is a high number. But it's a kick chase, um, it's a tactical kick, it's a positional kick, it, it, it was smart, smart rugby. It just seemed that one team kicked a penalty and then the other team went up and kicked <laughs> a penalty and one team scored a try and then the other team scored a try and it was, it was so close, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, and we'll see, we'll see an interesting one in the final. Um, England have probably got a little bit more rugby in them, but South Africa are the best in the world at controlling that game. Now, you probably had the two best teams in the world in Wales and uh, South Africa at that particular style of game going head to head and... South Africa just staged it in the last few minutes, but yeah, I'm looking forward to the final. It'll be, it'll be brilliant. So just looking ahead to Glasgow Warriors' next few games, uh, Southern Kings we've talked about on Friday night, then we're away to Zebra the following weekend, and then it's into the Heineken Champions Cup campaign, which is suddenly upon us. Uh, our pool, Exeter Chiefs, Sale Sharks, and La Rochelle, some huge games coming up, kicking off with Sale Sharks. Yeah, it's an incredibly exciting uh, group that we're in. Um, all teams are likely to be challenging for, for playoff positions, if not for the top spot in their respective leagues. Um, Glasgow will be hoping to do the same uh, in against Pro 14. I would like us to go in having had a couple of good results. Um, I'd like us to go in having uh, getting a great result this weekend against the Kings and, and the same when we go to Zebra, uh, Zebra the, the week after. Um, but you know you've got to deal with what comes up. And how good is it to start at home to sail? How important is that? Yeah, I, I like that. Um, you know, the, the Champions Cup is about, it's about momentum. It's about building yourself through the first two rounds and seeing where you are in that double header against La Rochelle. Um, it, it looked as if we might uh, welcome a certain uh, Mr. Hogg back for his first game up here. As it transpired, um, Glasgow will be going down there to reacquaint himself. Uh, with Hoggy, uh, which is brilliant as well. I think that adds to it, the fact that we've drawn uh, a team that's got like such a great. Like, he, he's a he's a good man, and he's done an he's done an enormous money in the Glasgow jersey. So to to get that return straight, but he might not have chosen it exactly like that. He might want to like to have embedded <laughs> in for a year or so. But I think that adds to the group as well. Can't wait! Really exciting. Thanks for talking to us today, Al. It's been great to have you on Warriors Weekly. Thank you very much, Jeremy. The latest from Scotston, Warriors Weekly, Glasgow Warriors official podcast. Tickets are still available for Friday night's massive Guinness Pro 14 match against the Southern Kings from South Africa. Kickoff at Scotston is at 7.35 on Friday night. 
and it's the last Friday night game for a while and it's our last home Pro 14 match for a few weeks as well so get down to Scotland if you can this Friday and get behind your Warriors as they look to get back to winning ways tickets for the match are available now from glasgowwarriors.org This is Warriors Weekly Four players have been shortlisted for the McRae Financial Services Warrior of the Month Award for October. Jamie Dobie, Chris Fasaro, Callum Gibbons and Kieran McDonald have been nominated this month. And you can vote for your Warrior of the Month on our Twitter poll right now at Glasgow Warriors until 5pm on Thursday. So get voting for your Warrior of the Month for October. The latest from Scotston, Warriors Weekly, Glasgow Warriors official podcast. Glasgow Warriors and the Famous Grouse have teamed up to announce the Old School House will be the club's first official fan zone. So the announcement was made last week. The Old School House, which is located on Woodlands Road in the west end of Glasgow, is a favourite haunt of our official supporters club, the 16 Warrior. Check out glasgowwarriors.org for more information and get along to the Old School House to support the Warriors when we're away from home. This is Warriors Weekly. Don't forget, Warriors Weekly is available every Tuesday at 5pm from Apple Podcasts, Acast and Spotify. Please leave us a review and rate us as that really helps us grow the number of our listeners. And I'm delighted to say that we've had almost 134,000 listens since we launched Warriors Weekly last season. Thank you everyone for listening and we'll be back next Tuesday at 5. Warriors Weekly, Glasgow Warriors official podcast.